Would you like to achieve more in life or business, but find that you're questioning yourself a little bit too often? Well, on today's show, we're gonna learn how to go from underconfident to charismatic in 90 days. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're at in the world, I hope you're having a prosperous day. My name is Harrison Painter, and I am the host of the Amplify Prosperity Podcast. And on today's program, a very special one, we are bringing Fred Joyle into the program. He's the author of Super Bold, From Underconfident to Charismatic in 90 Days. And if you're not familiar with Fred Joyle, he is an incredible individual that has accomplished so much. Fred Joyle is an author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and business advisor. He's had a lucrative career in advertising and marketing, and he co-founded the most successful dentist referral service in the country, 1-800-DENTIST. Welcome to the program. Hi, uh, great to be here, Harrison. Looking forward to talking to your to your lively audience out there. <laughs> Man, I'm fired up. Your book, your book is called Super Bold from Underconfident to Charismatic in 90 Days. So you're going to make me more charismatic in 90 days? That's what well, I'm looking you're, for. You're pretty damn charismatic. So it's like you're going to be a hard case. It may take me 120 days to get you more charismatic than you already are. So. so let's talk a little bit about that because look, one of the things that I talk with people about quite often is the fact that we're, we play these roles of this constant victim, right? We're always looking to blame somebody else and very seldom do we look from within. And when we're doing that, of course, what happens? You're just beating down your self-confidence because you're allowing all these outside factors to influence you. So let's talk a little bit about this, this, this super bold. What does that mean? Well, you know, and I want to go back to, you know, what you introduced here. Uh, one of the things that struck me the most early on when I heard Tony Robbins say this is the day you take responsibility for everything that happens in your life is the day your life actually starts. And so the, the point is of, of boldness is this is how you achieve your dreams. Hesitation and underconfidence are the opportunity killers. They, you are the one holding yourself back by the stories you tell yourself, by the limits you put on yourself, by how you define things. You define things as bad. Oh, I'm gonna get embarrassed. I'm gonna, people are gonna laugh at me. All, all sorts of things like that, that uh, bold people don't let slow them down. And therefore, they get to pursue their dreams and enjoy life. They have more fun and fulfilling lives. And they don't let rejection bother them. They don't let failure bother them. It's just a step up for them. And they just sat find satisfaction in all sorts of things and an adventure. And they're always pushing their boundaries. They're always moving into their discomfort zone. And that's a lot of what I write about is, is how you move your brain in the direction of appreciating how you've held yourself back and what you do to release it in a systematic way of releasing it. So, okay. So, so how do you define the, the line though, between like this bold self-confidence and people that maybe take it too far and then lack self-awareness, right? So how do you blend the self-awareness with the self-confidence just so it doesn't get the best of you? So to me, it, what's important to understand is that you don't 
become somebody else when you become bold you become your full self you bring and that's what i really want people to do is like don't hold yourself back don't deprive people of the full you by inhibiting yourself by your underconfidence by your hesitation and so there there are people that are that are very bold they and i always would see them and be like how did they get this way were they born this way because i was very shy growing up and it took me years and years to to build my confidence and boldness and i'm still doing it but i'm not doing it in a way that's intrusive or to get above everybody i'm doing it so that i'm leading the the fullest life i possibly can uh and not missing opportunities not, not missing relationships uh not not taking risks that could have a payoff without a guarantee. I'm not playing it safe. And that's kind of where I want to help people to get to. Um, and to just feel like wherever they are, they belong there. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's a great point. When, when you look at all of these outside factors coming in, kind of manipulating their brain, putting them in, in a box, they're allowing other people to write their story for them. And then the confidence just gets lower and lower. Then you have a culture right now where we are so anxiety ridden, right? I mean, we just went through a pandemic. We just went through a very challenging election cycle. How do people deal with this anxiety? So, so I, I live with social anxiety disorder. It's something that I have to work on every single day. Not the best disorder when you do what I do for a living, uh, but look, I have to meditate. I, I, I basically have to rebuild myself every single morning yeah. in order to function and do what I do. And the mornings that I, I get cocky and I say, eh, I don't need that anymore. I have really bad days. So this, this mental health issue that we really need to talk about more and, and, and not be afraid of, not be scared of it, not, not run away from talking about it. I think it's so important. Now you yeah. have a concept that you call the uh, uh, um, the pride method. method. The pride yeah. method. Yeah. You, you want to kind of so, so this is a method that I might apply here moving forward. So can you share at least just the Cliff Notes version of what that is? Yeah. So it, it, I obviously go into tremendous detail on it in the book because it's the core for doing the exercises in the book, and it's a it's a tool you can use in any situation where you want to act, you don't want to be held back. And so PRIDE is an acronym. Uh, it stands for preparation, relaxing, insight, dosage, and everyday action. And so preparation is that first step. If you're going to come and go into a situation, prepare what you're going to say. Uh, so, many, so many social situations, everybody thinks they're supposed to know what they're you know, naturally how to interact with people. We don't teach people how to do this when we should. And you need to learn it. You need to learn how to make small talk. You need to learn how to uh, make somebody feel good about themselves. You need to, how to learn how to be a good listener. You need to do those things. So the first step is in any situation where you're trying to be bold is to prepare yourself in part because when you're prepared with maybe what you're going to say or what you're going to do, then you can be spontaneous because you got a fallback action or you got fallback words. But it, it helps to 
prepare you to get out there so that you can take that first step. Uh, the second step is relaxing is, you know, people say, why don't you just relax? And it's like, well, you're not telling me how to do that. Well, what I do in the book is tell you how to relax. And it, some of it is just relaxing your physiology. And one of the other key steps is breathing is really use your breath. And you probably do this, Harrison, you probably have breathing exercises that you do. One of the keys to it is if you actually can exhale and vibrate the vagus nerve, which is the nerve that runs uh, all the way down the center of your body. If you vibrate it with this sound, ha, and hold it as long as you can and do that three times, you will relax your whole body. It's phenomenal. And it's the same concept you, as a cat purr, really, right, from the science? Yes, yes. Uh, what you're doing is just stimulating that vagus nerve, and it, it affects your whole autonomic system. Because remember, the reason we're anxious is because we have perceived danger, okay? And the body reacts to psychological danger and physical danger in exactly the same way. But the psychological danger is a construct. It is, it is something we've told ourselves, whereas it, just like we've told, you know, when we we're on the African plane and the, the saber toothed tiger was coming for us, we told ourselves we're in danger. So now we say, oh, I'm about to meet a complete stranger at a party. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in danger. And so the autonomic system comes in and says, I know what to do in danger. I'll shorten our breath. I'll do all of this other stuff. I'll make us sweat. Uh you know, I'll, I'll slow down our cognitive process because we don't need it. We need muscle memory and stuff like that. So uh, it's really unfortunate, but that's why you want to relax, your, relax yourself so that doesn't kick in. And once you relax yourself, you realize you can relax yourself more. Just like when you're anxious yeah. and somebody goes, what are you so nervous for? It's like, oh, I look nervous. Oh, no, that makes you more nervous. Right. When I want to touch on this relaxation point even a little bit more, because look, how I dealt with it in the past was, look, sex, womanizing, drinking, drug, right, right. You're looking for those things to relax you again from the outside instead yeah. of looking from within. And once I kind of cracked this code that, look, I don't need all that stuff. I need to work on me. I need to meditate. I need to get this mind in, in, in the right frame everything changed like almost instantly it happened and it was based on that relaxation yeah because you you when you suddenly discover you are actually in control that's a great thing it's it, and you because you say i i don't need this other stuff i don't have to create it or depend on something or bring it in from the outside i don't need my affirmation from the outside world i'm getting it from inside just at the same time as i'm getting stability so it, relaxing is is critical knowing that you can do it and that you can do it in a matter of seconds is really valuable to know because it, it happens right you, you get nervous or anxious instantly and you, it just sneaks up on you and you but if you go i don't know now i don't know what to do give me a paper bag and i'll blow in it or something like that or let me get out of here uh, instead just take a take a few minutes take a few breaths it's phenomenal how it works and of course if if you have anxiety like you're talking about meditation is incredible you're taking control again 
you and when you realize when you learn to meditate and you say oh wow this is this is really working and i'm i'm not doing anything i'm not smoking a cigarette i'm not smoking pot i'm not tra- taking a drink i'm not doing anything you know to relax me and i'm relaxing me, myself i'm i'm calming myself it's very powerful um the next step is insight which is to to change your thinking and there are several insights i point out in the book but one of the key ones is most people are not thinking about you anywhere near as much as you think they are they're thinking about themselves so we do this whole thing it's like oh they're thinking about me they're judging me and they're like what and like do you even know them and do they know you then why are you giving their opinion of you so much weight when bold people they don't worry about that sort of thing they they go i i know who i am i know what i'm presenting to the world if people don't want to receive it that way or they want to misinterpret it that's really their problem there's you know they think there's three or four people whose opinions really matter to me and then the rest i have them in proper perspective they're strangers and they don't know me. And it's a very powerful insight when you can let that go. And it's something you just have to keep reminding yourself of because we get so involved in what other people are thinking about us. And they're doing it very casually most of the time. Um, Other key insight, and this is what bold people know, is that 99% of the time, nothing bad happens when you take action. Even if you, it's a failure, a, failures are just a step up. If you if you label it that way, we make it bad because of the way we label it. Whether it's embarrassment or humiliation or people laughing at us or failure, if we label it as something negative, it's going to feel that way. But bold people don't go; they don't actually get embarrassed because they don't label it that way. They could do something really clumsy or really stupid or whatever, and then just go. Oh, so yeah, too many. they spill wine on themselves and go like, yeah, this is why my dry cleaner loves me, right? They don't get embarrassed. They just, they, they move right through it. So when you have key, these key insights, you can start to change how you approach situations and you can act with more confidence. Now, what I do in the book is a series of exercises that start really simple, really basic and almost and nonverbal even at the, at first stages so that you build your boldness muscle and at the same time changing your mindset and seeing that it's true and seeing what bold people already know and realizing that that's actually true the next step the d is dosage control that you know i was leading into it when i just said this is you're you're not taking a giant step out of your comfort zone you're, you're taking small baby steps, but you're doing it incrementally to build your boldness muscles. So you're controlling the intensity of the experience, the dosage of the experience, so that you're expanding your comfort zone. You're moving into your discomfort zone, but you're not going deep. If you, you say, I, I want to be able to meet people. So you go to a party of 100 people where you don't know anybody and you wear the wrong outfit. You know, not, that's not going to help. That's too, you're too deep in your discomfort zone. So meet two people, meet somebody in line at Starbucks, introduce yourself, have a conversation, talk to somebody in an elevator, places that are truly harmless, because it's all harmless. We've just made it seem not harmless. 
And the final step is yeah. everyday action. Did you want to talk about the dosage? Well, I, I think the dosage is important because, look, when you have these outside forces kind of kind of moving you in a certain direction, all of a sudden you'll find yourself paralyzed and 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 you're not moving forward. And, and, and then, look, so, so for me to do what I do here back in, I don't know, 2006, we'll say 2000, somewhere in there, I, I was horrible on camera. I mean, I was scared to death, right? People are going to make fun of me. I got a lisp. Back then I was saying, um, all the time, right? Uh, 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 you know, am I good looking enough? Am I smart enough? It, dude, I'm, I'm not, I'm not one of these tech people. Like, like I'm not going to fit in and, and all that stuff consumed me. What I did was I, I went down to my basement, I turned the camera on and I just started recording myself. And I did this almost every day for 30 days. And I went back and I listened and I watched the videos until I just got desensitized to it, if you will. Right. Sure. And, and then all of a sudden, because look, we all hate the sound of our voice, at least initially. Uh, most of us. I mean, I know there's some people that love the sound of their voice. Um, but <laughs> well, for the they most certainly part, seem to, right? Because <laughs> by, by how much of it they use. <laughs> but, but, you know, for me, I didn't like the sound of it. I, I had all these issues but it was really just going in the basement. Now, nobody ever saw those videos. They never saw the light of day, but it gave me the confidence then to come up and start recording because I was doing everything live back then. So, I mean, you talk about a lot of wow. pressure yeah, on is. yourself yeah. and I was doing it five days a week live mm -hmm. and I was interviewing guys like Scott Monty, who at the time was the, the head of social for Ford Motor Company and Gary Vaynerchuk back when he was, uh, he was just the wine library TV guy back then. It was he he was up and coming. He was still a pretty big deal, but he wasn't what he is today. Because in Gary V, right? Uh, but, but you know, doing that five days a week, it, it there wasn't time for me to get nervous, you know, because it was this constant preparation. So I think that's very important. The dosage, instead of just jumping in, I took the time to make myself comfortable again by getting used to myself and then not dealing with the people outside. So I think dosage is is phenomenal. All right. Well, here's one thing. You have a world-class speaking voice. You don't huh. just have a good voice. Okay. I don't Thank know what you. you hear, but you are, you are articulate, but it is really pleasant to listen to. And it, you know, your, your voice moves up and down and Thank obviously you. you, you've worked on it and, and, and got the ums out. We all got to get the ums out somehow. <laughs> and, we all got to get the ums out. Yeah. I would add right to everything I said, uh, for a long time. You like, know what? I did that too. And I did it in the, in the, in a way like this, right? Right. Like I needed <laughs> yeah, that. Really, really nail it. Yeah. Really drive it home and then do it again. The next sentence. Yeah. But you know what I realized I was doing like, like, like internally, the way that I looked at that was I didn't have enough confidence in being the authority. So I would look to the person I was talking to me to give me that affirmation that what I said was right. Even though we know most people are going to agree with you no matter what. Right. Right. So, um, they're not going to go, no, that's not right. They're going to go, they're going <laughs> to nod and go, and they're going to think, I don't know if I agree with that. So, uh, but yeah. And so the final step, the E in the pride is everyday action. Work on your boldness every day, just like anything in life. If you want to get good at it, work at it every day because it rewires your brain and your brain says, oh, so this is who we are. We are, we do this. I'm a writer. I'm a guitar player. I'm a, I'm, I'm learning Spanish. I exercise, whatever it is, do it every day and be disciplined about it. And, you know, I make sure I tell people do all these exercises 
gradually working your way up, but never go to bed without doing an exercise because you want to tell your brain that you are bold and, and you rewire the neural pathways. This is the science behind it is when you do something consistently every day, particularly something like bold action, your shy neural pathways actually will atrophy and your it will become your default mode to act boldly or with confidence and just to, to step into situations. You won't have to think about it. Uh, you'll almost become childlike in a way. Uh, I say this because I just I, the, the, in my building, this three year old and her mom gets in the elevator and she's says to me, wow, you you only live one floor above us. We can come visit sometime. Right. And I just thought it was so, dis, you know, harmless and sweet and open that, you know, like, oh, yeah, come on up and meet my cat. Right. And, and so it's you want to get to that point where it just it flows from you and it can. You're, you don't become somebody else. You become the you that you want to be. And you and like I said, you don't deprive people of the full you because it just flows from you because you've opened these neural pathways wider and wider. Yeah. And let's, let's keep talking about action because look, I, I, I can guarantee that your book is going to become a staple when I work with clients to have them read it before we, cause, cause I do a lot of producing of podcasts and, and training people how to sit in this chair and interview people. And, and one of the biggest problems I have is that lack of confidence people have when they get behind the mic, when they have the camera on them, when, when they do go live or whatever. Some people want teleprompters, some want a big thing in notes, some want a script. And I kind of come from the school of, yes, you, you do need some notes. You do need to have yourself prepared, your first one, right? Yeah. But, but on the other hand, you, you just have to do it. And, and so many people cripple themselves with, well, everything has to be, you know, one of the smartest people ever told me, if you wait to have kids until you're ready, you'll never have kids, right? But you can apply that into almost anything that people do because they, they think they have to be perfect. They have to be ready, that, that they're not launching a beta. They, they want the perfect product out. And, and when you do that, you, you, never, you never leave the launch pad. No, it, th this is what bold people know and do is they're not afraid to suck at something. They don't take that on as, as something embarrassing. Uh, they, they just do it, but anybody can do it if you rewire your brain and just say, look, this is I, 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 failure is how I learned everything. It's how I learned to walk. It's how I learned to talk. It's how I learned calculus. It's whatever it is, you weren't to, to type even. You weren't good at it. You were bad at it. To, you know, and speaking is the same way. The way you get good at speaking is speaking, you know, because yes. you, yeah, you got to, and, and don't get in front of 200 people the first time if you can help it. That's what Toastmaster is for. It's a room full of people all rooting for you and they, they all suck too, right? And, and they're just trying to get better. And that's all, that's, you, you only get better by failing. It's, yeah. it's, it's the, it's the history of the world is making mistakes until we figure out what to do. And it's the history of, of the human body and the human mind is we make mistakes until we get better.
Right. And, so, and I can't stress enough, small to mid-sized business. I, I mean, people at that level, they don't do business with a logo, right? You're not Apple. Uh, they do business with the person, the mom and pop owner of the shop, those things. Yeah. And the power that, that that audio and video has for people, the power of speaking uh, on stage to people is, is incredible. And, and I get a lot of people tell me, oh, I don't want to go through nobody watching my YouTube channel. Well, guess what? You're probably not going to have very many people watch your first maybe even 100 videos. But yeah. that's okay because you can suck. Right, right? exactly. And I, you can delete them. <laughs> you can delete. And I tell people, look, the, the first video or the first interview or the first whatever you do, you are probably going to suck. But guess yeah. what? Each time you do it, you suck a little less and a little less and a little less. And before you know it, you're kind of good at what you do, or at least you're having people like you just told me that, that that we're doing good with our craft. So that typically happens without you even realizing it's happening. And yeah, that's well, all even, about taking action. Yeah. Well, Tim Ferriss, who, who has, you know, one of the biggest podcasters in the world, most successful, widest audience, he will tell you how bad his first five episodes were. You know, he's, he barely can listen to them himself. Um, but you know, now he's a master. Uh, how did he get this way? He just kept going at it and and listening to the other the old ones and going like, why didn't I ask that question or why did I miss that or why did I say that or why do I sound like that? All of that stuff, and just em embrace the process of getting better. Uh, you know, we, we we a lot of people we really get to this point we get to like twenty one or twenty two or twenty three. We never want to fail at anything ever again. That whole thing of like, oh, I got to be perfect before I bring it out in public. It's like, so, you know, I have a good friend of mine. He has a good singing voice and he's really great on guitar, but he won't sing in front of people. He'll just play for himself because, oh, I, my voice isn't good enough. I, just, I, I say to him, have you been to karaoke? Have you, you know, listen to those people? I mean, they deliberately go to karaoke, the, the people who can't sing that well and want to sing. But you you have a good singing voice, but in your mind, it's not good enough, not good, not you know. So what's he what's he doing? He's told himself a story, and that story is keeping him from sharing himself and really having some fun. And how yeah. often do we do that in our lives? You know, it's true. I'll tell you one of the the, the coping me mechanisms that I learned through all this was to kind of live your life like you're the star of the movie. Right. So I go in an awkward situation and in my head. I just look at, OK, scene. And I kind of <laughs> wait and see how the scene plays out. Now, now I've added to that because I started getting frustrated because, look, people will let you down. People will hurt you. Um, you know, you're, you're giving somebody maybe the keys to the kingdom to help them and they won't accept like all those things that happen. Right. Um, but you just start to understand that everybody else is in their own movie as well. And the two movies are colliding. And once I kind of crack the code of I'm in my movie and you're in your movie, all of a sudden I can start having empathy for you where I couldn't yeah. before. So now look, look, Fred was kind of an a-hole today, but you know, now I think, okay, well in his movie, maybe he got in a fight with his wife. Maybe something happened in his family. Maybe something happened at work. Uh, you know, all those different things you start thinking about and all of a sudden you can become empathetic because maybe Fred just came from a drama yeah. And, and now he's been thrown into a comedy 
And, uh, it, you know, his, his, his brain isn't quite understanding the, the shift change that just took place. And that's yeah, why the, maybe he's being cranky today or whatever. Yeah, you, you don't know the headspace that other people are in at that moment. So don't take it on. If they're not open to you or they're not friendly to you or they're not receptive to you or they're they behave negatively towards you. As you said, it could be the worst day of their life. They could have just been fired. They could have just been served for divorce. You know, their blood sugar could be plummeting, whatever. Uh, They could have got some bad news. Any number of things could have happened um, that you don't have to take on because it's their stuff, not yours. Um, Yeah. And, and we love to take it on. Oh, geez, you know, he, he, you know well, why did he react that way? He, I, 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 smiled at, I smiled at her and she, she dismissed me completely. She, right. I must look, what, what's wrong with me? I, I must look funny. It's like, no, she just broke up with her boyfriend. <laughs> she's, she's not feeling warmly towards men right now. <laughs> Get over it, right? You know? Well, and the thing that opened my eyes to that was, was I was headed to my office, uh, I don't know, it was a few months ago. And, and, and I got caught in a funeral procession that was going by. And I looked at the car next to me and the guy was just banging on his. St- you could tell he was just upset that his forward progress was impeded. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was sitting there and, you know, I'm in my meditative state in the morning and, and I looked over. I saw him all angry. And then I'm watching the funeral procession go by and I'm sitting there thinking, dude, you're much better off than that guy. Right. You know, who's in the back of the hurts dead and, and his family and friends following him. And, and I'm thinking who are all having a pretty bad day too. a really you know, bad they day. They lost somebody, you know. So that was the eye opener for me of because I used to be the guy that would get upset. Look, at, you sure. know, selfish enough to get out of my way when it's a funeral. But th- that was my big eye opener and it changed my life. And the other thing about that is like, why squirt those chemicals into your body? You know, but enraged is not a healthy thing to do to yourself, never mind anybody else. And do those people in the funeral really care that he's out of his mind, that his, you know, and and is going to honk the horn or whatever the heck it is? that they're, they're going to dismiss him as like, wow, he's having a bad day. But meanwhile, he feels terrible, right? He's, he's, ravaging his nervous system it's like take some time to have some perspective and give people the benefit of the doubt uh whatever the situation and you'll feel better and and, you know enraged mad at the world mad at you know frustrated irritated none of those things benefit you and they assume that you actually know everything that understand the situation Right. Because they don't. When a guy cuts you off on the highway, is he a jerk? Maybe, maybe more likely (laughs) not. Maybe he's just in a hurry. Maybe he didn't see you. Maybe he's late for work. Whatever the heck it is. Why take it on? Why? Why go? You know, because you lost a half a second. I mean, that's when you really got to check yourself and go like, where where is my perspective? If I'm if I'm and, and of course, if you flip them off, does does. Does that help you somehow? You 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 right. you you walk into work a half an hour later. You're still tweaked out about that guy. He probably didn't notice you, right? Absolutely. Or he certainly doesn't care um, if you think he's a jerk. So it's like we do this whole thing with ourselves. But you know, and and it's and you want to approach boldness in my mind in a way 
that you want to make the world a better place, whether it's one person by giving them a compliment, by making them feel better about themselves in some little way, or you want to make the world a better place and you're willing to take the risk to do that. That's, you know, that's what boldness is about is, is to have, and that's why you want to build your boldness muscle is there's going to be moments where you want to step up, where you need to step up or speak up or not hesitate and jump at the opportunity or meet that person. It could be passing right by or, or it, you know, in a room full of people and you say, oh, I want to meet the CEO of that company. And you've got to get yourself over there because three other people are thinking the same thing and they're going to beat you to her. So, or let's, let's, you know, we talked about public speaking. Let's go right back. You need the ability to speak articulately, coherently, calmly, and effectively in front of people. If you want to thrive in business, certainly if you want to have your own business, you're never going to raise a nickel if you can't do that. Um, and, what, what are you going to – don't be that person who says, oh, I, I don't like to speak in public and your best friend dies or, or your, one of your parents dies and you don't eulogize them because you're like – you don't speak in front of people. Like, right. So you, you, what, you, you have this singular opportunity, this window that closes instantly because you didn't do it. You didn't honor that person in your life and express to people who cares how well you said it or that or, or if nobody's gonna it's it's the greatest situation where you can cry in front of the audience and nobody's gonna judge you right, right. You're probably gonna make them cry right is is what happens but we so i i have been to so many funerals where like the the sibling or the best friend or the 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 child won't say something because oh i'm just not comfortable like don't be comfortable. Get uncomfortable right. and get up there because you're going to regret this the rest of your life. And I want to I know I know we're running long, but I want to touch on one thing. I think it's very important for people to understand this point. So I've shared that that I live with social anxiety disorder. Uh, look, I was the guy that when I went to networking events a decade ago, you know, was sweating bullets as people were going around the room, introducing themselves thinking, holy shit, I got to introduce myself and the clammy and scared feeling. Right. And, and now today, you know, look at what I've been able to accomplish. In your case, you weren't always a, a bold, outgoing, confident person. Can you share a little bit about that and, and, and how you were able to manage that? Yeah, I mean, I was seriously introverted growing up. I mean, I couldn't ask a girl out. I couldn't make a phone call even. Uh, I even lost a job opportunity because I couldn't make a single cold call. The 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 boss of the company was uh, the owner of the company said, here, I think you could be really good. Start calling these people and see if they want to do business with us. He gave me a list of all these potential. I couldn't dial a phone. Um, and so uh, eventually I said, this is this is not helpful, but I am I am this introverted and this shy and this underconfident in so many situations. And it made me angry. And I just started working at it and putting myself in uncomfortable situations and then and and always rewarded for it. That was the interesting thing. It wasn't there wasn't a punishment waiting for me. Um, and eventually I got, you know, to the point where I felt like I, I could make myself belong wherever I wanted to and I could meet anybody I wanted to 
and have a normal human conversation. It didn't matter if they were the, the best looking person in the room or a billionaire uh, or a famous actor. I'll just walk up and have a conversation with them, introduce myself. And it, you know what? They're just human beings. And that's what, when you realize that and you act like one and know how to interact like one, everything comes from it. And you, you'll end up talking to them for, for 20 minutes. Um, I've, I've talked to people who said that that happened to people like they, they've met a famous athlete and they just had a really normal conversation and it went deeper, deeper and deeper and and the, at one point, my friend said, you know, I, I don't want to take all your time. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of people want to meet you. And the, and the athlete said, I don't care about them. I'm talking to you and I want to keep talking to you. That's yeah. what can happen. So and I do think that's an important factor on, on, on boldness mixed with with being humble. Right. I mean, there, there's a lot of folks out there that that they don't practice enough humility when they get to a certain level, but, but when you meet somebody who is very successful and humble, there's just something so magical about those people. Like you can feel the aura around them and, and you truly know that they care about that conversation. Yeah. And, and this, this isn't boldness that I'm not telling people to be rude or to use it to get over on people or to commit crimes or anything like this. This is to have a truly, satisfying life where you where you are the best you can be and you don't have regrets as you get towards the end of your life i mean who the heck wants on their tombstone i played it as safe as possible every step of the way and now i'm glad i'm dead you know that's you know but that's the way a lot of people live they're just playing it safe for what right so you don't know when you're going to cross the finish line but it's coming you know, so, so if you out there right now are if you're resonating with this in any way, shape or form, if you're struggling, if you're an introvert, if you're dealing with anxiety, look, I highly recommend pick up Fred's book, Super Bold from Underconfident to Charismatic in 90 Days. And and, and I do want to touch, even though you say 90 days, um, this is still something that that you still have to work on every day. Yes. I, I think what, what happens is you become addicted to working on it. I mean, I'm still getting bolder all the time. But but people have told me that it, I'm charismatic. Now nobody told me that when I was 20 or 30. Uh, it's but charisma is just you're exuding confidence and openness to people, and you're you're enjoying your life and you're acting like you belong there, and it it allows you to have the most impact in your life. Now. It may take you longer, and if you, but if you diligently do the exercises, you will be in a radically different place in just 90 days. And then you're just going to always want to keep doing it. You're going to invent boldness exercises and boldness challenges for yourself so that your boldness muscle just keeps getting bigger and stronger. Wow. Well, this was good, brother. I, I really appreciate you coming on to the show we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get this book in the hands of some people they, they need right. it. And we're going to make a difference. Well, they can get it uh, on Amazon, you know, in the audio and the Kindle and the hardcover. And it's me reading the book. And, uh, you can always go to my website, fredjoyle.com for more information and download the first chapter of the book if you want. So, uh, Check it out. If, if you feel like this is you, you have to want to change, right? This this book will you can't 
hold the book and it will magically make you bold. It's, it will, you have to do stuff. And when you're ready to change and do stuff, this formula will work. Take the action. I hope you guys found value in this. I'd like to, again, personally thank Fred Joyle for coming onto the program. Please make sure to pick up his book, Super Bold from Underconfident to Charismatic in 90 Days. This book is amazing. I'm going to be giving a few of these away. Uh, Yeah, this is something you're going to want to read. It's changing my life as well. So, all right, well, that's it for this episode of the Amplify Prosperity Podcast. My name is Harrison Painter, and as always, live prosperous and love it. See you next time. Prosperity.